0: Welcome to the Toys R Us report, recorded live from inside the Pooptronic Cellular Undersea base, 0001, 6.5 miles below the ocean surface. He got a call from Tony Rome. The FBI was tapping his telephone. He's your host,
1: I See Robots. If you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. It is your dude, I See Robots, and I am not a hero. But if you sacrifice a bit of my week, each and every week make your week... A bit less week, and this week it is gonna get so much less week. We're gonna talk about a dope movie I saw. We're gonna talk about a Lego convention I went to called Brick Balooza. We're gonna talk about this, gonna talk about Migos, but let's start it off with the new jam from Iceberg 13 and Instant Kate. Alright, hold it now, hit it! <laughs>
0: Yo, Iceberg, hit the ones and twos. This broom tank slang will leave your headpiece hanging. Bust this, I'm kicking like seagull out for justice. The roughness, yes, the rudeness, the rucks. Red rum, I verbally assault the tongue. Murder one, my style, shock you not like a stun gun. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. We'll get there together, or not at all. All
1: Alright, we are back. Thank you, Ensign Kate. Thank you, Iceberg. That was, of course, Inspector Dex. Jump off first from Bring the Ruckus. Off the, uh... Off the first Wu-Tang record... I have been on such an the deck kick... The dude is... The dude is so underrated... It's nice... Nice to hear Iceberg back on the ones and twos... I am... I am in one of our mini-subs... Right now... I am outside the station... Floating about... We... We use these to, uh... Get barnacles off the... Off the side of the station... They're small they fit one person they have a bubble dome there is like a small sonic cannon of sorts that we use to shoot at the barnacles and it and it busts them off there are also there are also these jellyfish these highly acidic jellyfish that attack to the side attach rather to the side of the of the station and over time they can eat through so that is what i have been tasked to to check on by uh, dr jane walsh the fish doctor she sent me she sent me out here let me let me demonstrate the sonic cannon for you guys i can see one of those jellyfish right there hold on let me see hit the button fire direct hit did you hear it did you hear it sploosh they are about as big as a I would say a pancake, like an hop pancake, and when you hit them, they, they spread out a bit wider for a second, like, blorp, they blorp out, and then they, they fall off the side, there's, there's another one, it's, it's kind of fun to shoot at them, I don't think you're harming them at all, so I don't really, I don't feel too bad about it, let me, let me fire at this guy, you listen to me right now as I'm, I'm doing work, this is one of the this is one of the more fun elements of working down here. It's a lot more fun than scraping the insides of the windows. Let me... Let me uh, ahoy, hoy! fire! Got him. That's... That's two in a row. I say him. I don't know if... I don't know if jellyfishes have sexes like that. I, I have no idea how a jellyfish breeds. If you do happen to know, hit us up. Send me a tweet at... I see robots on the, on the tweets. I, I'm a little curious. You don't have to. I, I guess I could look it up when I get back in the station. The, the station is run by a series of Commodore 64s. I don't know if you, if you know that. So the, the internet is not as fast as, as we would like. I, I have so far nailed two jellyfish in a row. That's, that's pretty good. My best so far has been Five. the The sonic beam gets affected by the current, so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily go straight. You have to adjust. Let me. There's another one. Let me adjust this a bit. Let me. Uh, okay. Ahoy! ahoy. Oh! 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 I uh I hit the I hit the station. That that didn't sound good. I was a bit bit, uh, closer than I, I, needed to be on that. I, I'm definitely gonna hear about that later. Um, let me see, there are, there's another, there's another one of those jellyfishes. Let me, let me see if I can, I can get a little, uh, okay. Oh, hoy hoy Ugh, that, that didn't sound good. I feel bad for that, bro. Let me move away from the, uh, the station here. Let me, uh, turn the wheel. Uh, check it out. These things can do, like, aquatic loop-de-loops. I, I don't do it a lot, but let me, uh, here we go. Uh, oh, I'm upside down! Uh, oh, that's, that's super weird when you're upside down. I, not like the roller coaster type, so every time I, every time I do that, it seems like a weird, scary experience. But still, it's kind of fun. Uh, let me, I think I'm gonna do that I think I'm gonna do that again. I'da uh, man, this is like, this is like one of the only fun times we have here. It's a lot of window scrubbing, a lot of, a lot of like being in a cold metal can. But we get to come out here. You see some fish. It's, it's pretty fun. Let me, let me do another loopy loop really quick. Oh, I'm upside down. Oh, oh, hold on. Let me get back up. Let me get, let me get back around. When I when I go upside down, I only have like a shoulder strap, and I I almost came out. That time, that would have been di- that disaster. As I was like leaning my head up against the the uh, the top of the bubble, the the ship has a bubble dome, and the body is reminiscent of one of the. Think back, think back to the days of the county fair when they had like a you would say sort of like a carousel, but in place of horses there were various cars and what would be like airplanes. This is what the the sub looks like it's kind of like an airplane ish body it has wings the sonic blasters in the front and i i have a well i have a bubble dome let me let me get over here and bloop at this i found another one of these acidic jellyfish it has quite a blob around it it looks like it's been been bleeding out onto the uh station for a while let me hold on let me blast it nailed it, knocked it right off the side down to the bottom of the down to the bottom of the trench, you go there, there, looks like there's another one over here oh, that's the radio, let me, let me see who that is I see robots, this is Jane Walsh, I need you to grab a mop and get in here now, some numskull just cracked a hole in chamber 36 and I might be talking that numskull if you did it, and don't think I didn't see you doing those loosey loops in that mini sub uh, uh I wish you guys, I wish you guys wouldn't wouldn't have heard that, that's that's not good. Let me. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to go. I guess I'm gonna. I'm gonna dock the mini sub, and then I'm gonna head into the. Uh, well, I'm gonna grab a mop and head over to chamber 36. I. I hope they've they've sealed it off. They have these doors. Whenever there is a risk of a, any you know any kind of a flood or whatever, they they block off the, the chamber so the water doesn't move in and and, and take over the other areas. It's, I'm sure they've done that already, but I probably the quicker for me to get over there and start mopping up uh, the better because that, that chamber is going to be flooded before before you know it uh, up next at the movies
0: in a moment at the movies without Ebert Siskel or even that dude Roper but you've got IC robots so that's something right
1: Overlord on a Monday morning, there was a surprising amount of people in the, in the theater. It was maybe like one third full, which is, which is crazy for the Monday morning showing that we, that we normally attend. Overlord is a World War II tale with a lot of evil Nazi scientists and evil Nazi experiments and things like that. It's it was sort of a mystery to me. I had seen some of the previews and some of the trailers, and I knew that J.J. Abrams was somehow involved, but I didn't know a ton about the movie, what the movie was like, what to expect. I knew there were monsters, and I knew stuff like that. I, I was pleasantly surprised by the whole affair. I... I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. I think the best way to categorize this would maybe be as a Nazi exploitation movie. The Nazis were super evil and doing evil experiments. And I think that that's a key element of a Nazi exploitation movie just Nazi, Nazi evilness. The movie starred Wyatt Russell, who is the son of Kurt Russell, who we all know and love from any. Any number of movies. I mostly know Wyatt from Lodge 49. I think that he's good in that, but I I did have a bit of a bit of trepidation about whether he could carry a World War II film like this, a World War II action, action joint. But I'll say, man, I was I was pleasantly surprised. He came through like aces. There are points in the movie where he is. He's channeling Snake Plissken. There are points when he's talking tough and you start hearing the Snake Plissken voice. It is awesome. If if they decided to do some kind of ongoing continuing tales of Snake Plissken that starred Wyatt Russell, I would be into it. I would watch it. I think he can do it. I think that this guy might be the real deal. And going into this, I was not sure. I didn't know. He was really good in Lodge 49, but... He'd always had roles where he kind of played like this laid-back surfer kind of California bro. And I just didn't know what to expect. He's great. I I thought this movie was a lot of fun. It is. It's super gory. It is super duper duper violent. But then again, it is. It's about World War II. So you got to expect that. The plot is, it's basically that Russell is leading a team of airborne rangers into deep into france their mission is to go in there and destroy a nazi radio tower they discover that there is all sorts of evil nazi shenanigans afoot they discover these labs and everything goes bananas from there let's let's see what they got to say about this guy over over at the tomates it is presently at 80 percent with the critics, and 76, which means 7.6 people out of every 10 who see it liked it, I, I myself liked it, it was kind of right up my alley, it had like this, this violent, pulpy feel, I always enjoy a World War II movie, I, I dug it, it was 109 minutes, it was, it was a bit long at points, but there's never any point when you're like, I wish, I wish this was over at Star's Wyatt Russell. This was the second movie from Julius Avery. You might know him from 2015's, twenty fifteen Son of a Gun with, uh, with Ethan Hawke. I, I would recommend this movie for the kind of guy who likes, like, evil monsters. You like... Nazis getting shot, you like Nazis getting stabbed, you enjoy seeing super brave World War II type heroes and stuff, this is gonna be right up your alley. So, on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud, and five being an all-time classic, I am going to go ahead and give Overlord a good, solid 3.5 mics. 3 3. mics. I've also seen a bunch of other movies lately and I'm going to try to touch upon them really quick. I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought it was I thought it was massively entertaining, but I didn't think that it was a very good, like a very well-written movie or anything. But there is over there's over like 20 Queen songs and sitting around and watching Queen songs in a theater with the big the big theater sound system. Man, that's that's a fun time. I gave that movie 3 mics. I also saw a movie called can you ever forgive me? It starred Melissa McCarthy. It was kind of a kind of an artsy fartsy movie. We saw it over at Summerfield. She plays an author who gets into the game of faking autographs. It was it was pretty good. If you ever wonder, you wonder like, why doesn't Melissa McCarthy ever make any really good movies? Well, this is one right here. I gave that 3.5 mics. And then I rented up a couple movies over at Joe Video. The first one was called Sorry to Bother You. It was the it was the directorial debut of Boots Riley from The Coup, the Oakland Rap Group, The Coup, this movie. This movie was amazing. It was, it was so creative, so interesting. It had a plot twist I never saw coming. Then it had, then it had another one. I give this a solid. Four mics then we rented up another movie called Lowlifes this was this was like a straight to DVD action movie about a about a luchador I thought it was fun it was crazy it was violent well written really interesting Low Life's 3.5 mics and then I saw I saw what may be the worst movie I've seen this year it was a movie called Night School it starred Kevin Hart it just happened to be playing at the time we happened to have to get out of the house because 2.0 was having guests it was awful it was dumb. It was, I don't even know, man. I just don't get Kevin Hart. He's not, he's not my, uh, cup of tea. This movie was poorly written, poorly acted. I felt bad for, I felt bad for Rob Riggle and Tiffany Haddish. I, I gave this 1.5 mics. So that ends the lightning round.
2: Hulk Hogan vs. Punky Brewster in Mismatch of the Century will not be seen at this time, so we can make enemies of our audience by insulting them with the following presentation.
0: This week, cartooned, Dude, I see robots does some out in the field reporting at Santa Rosa's world-famous leather convention. Brick Palooza.
1: This past weekend I was lucky enough to attend an event called Brick Palooza. Brick Palooza is a it's a Lego convention. It's a Lego show. It is here in my hometown of Santa Rosa, California, and I thought it was I thought it was super fun. It was is put on by the folks who own The Brick Hut. The Brick Hut is a Lego store in Roner Park. It's it's totally great. It's it's everything you'd ever want. In a Lego store and Brick Palooza was everything you would ever want in a Lego convention. I thought I would I thought I would start this off by maybe talking a bit about my history with Legos and then I thought we could move into move into the show, what we saw at the show. I recorded a bit while I was there. We'll play that. It's going to it's going to be kind of fun. I I like Legos as much as the next guy. I am a fan of Lego. I think they're a cool company. I think they have a cool aesthetic. I was way into Legos when I was younger. I had lots of sets. I don't I don't presently play with or collect Lego. I have I have like the odd minifig here and there, but I I don't buy sets and put them together or anything like that, but I do definitely appreciate the aesthetic, like I said. When I was younger, I recall having a few of the space sets. I recall these when we lived in Illinois. I know that I had a blue and I had a red spaceman, the old, the OG ones. I don't know, I don't know what sets these were. I remember there was one that was sort of a larger space vessel and then the other one was maybe like some sort of like a a lunar a lunar whip, you know, something you would drive around on the moon. I I don't know if those are even real Lego sets, but that's kind of that's kind of whatever call in my head. I was I was super bad at keeping my Legos together. There were kids who were crazy organized. There was this kid named Jason who lived around the corner from me and he had He had his Legos, like, out in Quaker Oat buckets, you know, the, uh, you know, the ones with the Quaker Oat guy on them, the oatmeal buckets. He had his, he had his Legos sorted by color in Quaker Oat buckets, which he had, like, neatly arranged around his room. I was not like that at all. I had the red, the red Lego case, the big plastic one that, that had, like, a lid and a handle, and you can open it up, and there were some small compartments for your more your more important pieces and then there was like a main like a main lego dump. I would pretty much just dump everything into the into the main lego bin there and I wasn't I wasn't key for organization. I would always lose pieces. I I'm not the kind of dude who's probably suited for something like Lego as a kid. I was really I was really a toy slob. I didn't take that much care of my toys. I think that's why, I think that's why I may be in the game of trying to collect a lot of my childhood toys. Because I have, I have like very, very little of them. Whereas some dudes have, some dudes have a lot. Some dudes have all. I have, I have very little. I wouldn't mind getting those space sets that I talked about earlier. If I could find those in the box, I would, I would really covet that. I, I like the, I like the look. Of the space Lego, I like the the little guys. I like the the insignia that they have in their shirt. I saw a guy at the Lego Con who was wearing a blue t shirt with the spaceman logo on it. I thought that was that was pretty neat. The ultimate biggest Lego set that I had when I was when I was a young dude was the castle, the yellow brick Lego castle. My parents got me that when we first moved to California. I remember. I remember getting it, being super stoked on it, but I was also super bad at putting the sets together the way that they were intended to be put together. I would start, I would frequently start, sometimes succeed, but on a bigger scale, I would start and then not necessarily get through the whole thing. I can't even really say if I built the entire castle even once. I may have. I may have the first time, but I don't really have any... I don't have any like hard and fast memories of ever doing that. I like the knights that came with it. They had these helmets with these with these little like nose guard pieces in the middle and they had shields and swords. I was really stoked to get some Lego guys that had that had actual weapons. Lego's not in the business so much of giving dudes weapons. At least they weren't in the olden days. Mostly it was like space exploration or the main street of your town or whatever. Even the, the space dudes didn't have, like, space lasers. They had those pieces that sort of looked like megaphones that you could, like, stick one of these circular translucent ones on the end. You could maybe make that into a blaster. I feel like that's what most people did. I I had the the guys with the shields, right? And the shield piece would go in their hand and then there'd be, like, another plastic piece holding the holding the shield in the front. I had a couple of the shields that broke and the piece that connected to the shield looked like it looked like a pistol a little bit so i did have a couple dudes that i pretended who had guns but now as an adult i really do appreciate the the old school style of just keeping legos keeping legos peaceful keeping them happy now they have a lot of licensed properties that probably have blasters i would imagine the star wars ones do i don't i don't know for sure but i would imagine they at least have like like lightsabers or whatever but the castle was one of the that was one of the big sets at the time I was really excited to get it I felt like I felt like the cock of the walk you know I felt like I got the uh the big present let's let's check out a commercial for that castle really quick and then we'll come right back land king's castle
2: you can build this castle and play with it today but you've only started the box shows other ways to build these mighty castles where knights and horses stand or joust around to have some fun or march across the land each day there's adventure always something new
1: and the team that dreams tomorrow up is legoland in you there are six more castle sets you can collect each sold separately king's castle is part of the legoland castle collection and has hundreds of bricks for building from lego systems at that really brought back, really brought back memories. The castle was actually gray and the box was yellow. I remember the castle being yellow. I remember this like overwhelming yellow, but I guess that was the overwhelming yellow of the box. I, I think that's cool, man. It's interesting when you find out your memories aren't exactly what you think they are. Everything's so hazy. It's so long ago, really. It's so long ago and you're just like, who knows if it's all true? Who cares? It's all It's all fun, and that's really what, uh, what matters the most. I was also, like, very briefly into those Legos called, what were they called, Techniques? Or is it Technics? I don't know. It's the one that has, like, gears and cogs and blades and wheels. And you can make more, more realistic models of vehicles and machines than, than the standard Lego, which just has, like, wheels attached on the bottom. This has... Gears that drive the wheels and you could add like motors and all that stuff. I know we just listened to one a second ago, but check out this techniques commercial. Techniques. Techniques will be we'll be back in one sec. Lego Technic. After you make it, make it move. Pistons that pump. Gears that'll get you going. Motors that muscle, and blades that'll blow you away. Technically speaking, it'll turn you on. The Lego Technic Collection, each set sold separately, batteries not included. That was super weird. It will turn you on. I've never heard a sexualized... Lego commercial. That was super duper weird. I got my techniques set from my from my uncle. I think I had this uncle who I wouldn't see very often, so every time I did see him he would give us a gift, which is it's a nice gesture and I, I definitely appreciated that I'm very fond of this uncle he gave me the Techniques set when I would imagine he heard from my folks that I liked Lego so he got this one but it was way beyond it was just like eons beyond my skill level I recall and I got it and I was I was super intimidated by it and I eventually you know gave it a shot but I was never successfully able to get the Technics techniques rolling I did always I always saw the ads for the Techniques in Marvel comics for the longest time they they would get like the back cover or the inside back cover for the for the Technic. So I always thought they were like I always thought they were super dope. But my my skill was in the the small vehicle area. You know, I could make like a small set easily, maybe maybe like a medium set. But um these these more complicated ones were they were beyond me. I I, I like the Lego mini figs, and when I see them, I wish. These are a toy that definitely makes me wish that I was younger because the young me would have loved the shared universe of the minifigs. They have every, every property there is. And if you, if you hit up like the flea market circuit, there are always vendors with these knockoff Lego minifigs. So even the ones they don't have, you can get in Lego form. I would have loved that so much. I always Always enjoyed crossing over my figures, and I dug it when they were on the same scale. For example, you always had to find a reason that, to explain why He-Man was so much bigger than G.I. Joe. I just said, hey, these are just much bigger, much stronger dudes. Each one can can handle a couple Joes if they get their hands on them. But let's talk about Brick. Brick Palooza Brickpalooza was at the Santa Rosa Veterans Building, the same building that I go to the flea market every week. So this was this was just a terrific morning. We got up, did the flea market and then we dipped into Brick Palooza. All all without having to repark, all without having to do anything. It was it was terrific. There was there was a downside to the whole thing. There are massive fires like 2 or 3 hours from where we are. They're they're far off toward the middle of the state, but the wind has been blowing the smoke in our direction. So the flea market was covered with this this hazy fog of smoke. You think you think that it's like a northern California foggy morning. We get those all the time. We think it's the fog, but it's really the smoke. And that put a that put a damper on everything, but Still, you gotta try to persevere and do the best that you can. So we hit up the flea. We hit up Brickpalooza, and I'm I'm super glad I did, man. Brickpalooza was a blast. I've never been to anything like this before. I've never been to a Lego con before. I've never been to a Lego show before. I I thought that it was just this this amazing peek at this subculture of Lego folks. I I saw so many fantastic lego sculptures there it was like they had maybe maybe i should break down the various parts of the con and then we'll we'll focus in that way i gotta i gotta rein it in there was one main vendor room where they had all the stuff that people brought that was for sale people had every box set you could ever want all kinds of cool mini figs, lego display cases all kinds of all kinds of Lego accoutrements. They were selling hats that had, like, brick plates on them. So people were walking around with these hats with, like, minifigures they bought on them. All kinds of Lego clothes, like Lego T-shirts and stuff. And then toward the back of the room, there was a, there was a stage. This was the main auditorium of the Veterans Building. This is where I went to, see, went to see Lucha Libre a couple times and stuff. So there's a stage. And on the stage, they had all these gorgeous lego displays that people had put together there were towns there were just anything you can imagine there was this amazing fantasy town with elves there were all kinds of like star wars star wars stuff it was it was terrific i got a video that i'm gonna put up on youtube this episode comes out on wednesday i'm gonna put the video up on thursday of the show it's like four or five minutes of what i saw i'll put a link You can find that so you can see firsthand how amazing these displays were. Some people are just genius level artists with the Legos. Just genius level. And right in front of the stage was a good example of that. There was this massive, just massive train set. It was a town, this whole town with like city blocks and blocks, and it was surrounded by a train. It was amazing. I I got what I think is some at least fairly decent footage of that. I, I kinda like panned the camera through so it looked like looked like you're walking the streets. That that came out pretty fair. In my, in my humble opinion, there was two more rooms and the room on the right, if you were facing into the auditorium was, it seemed as if to me it was dedicated to one, like one particular Lego artist. This lady had three or four massive Lego displays in there. They were gigantic. One of them was of the of the invasion of Normandy, and you can see it in my video, there are little Lego Nazis getting blown up, there are people with, like, crystalline Lego pieces coming out that are supposed to be their innards, there was the, the cliff, it was, it was just amazing, and then there was another one, there was a Civil War battlefield with cannons and fighting, and she, she customized all the all the people into like grays and blues. It was it was terrific. The lady was super nice too. I talked to her for a minute and I talked to her husband who helps her cart things around. He has these these really big wheeled carts that are made out of wood and they have like the dots on the top. Like they're Lego bricks. They look maybe more like duplos, but they they open up and he stores all the plates in there just just amazing stuff. I I was dumbstruck by the level of artistry in some of these Lego things. There were mosaics on the wall that people had made. There was one that was like Batman. Uh, it seemed like the Tim Burton Batman. There were some anime characters. Just really, really neat stuff. And then there was another room on the other side. And in there, there were there were tables and tables and tables and bins and bins and bins of loose Legos. And people could build... Whatever they wanted over there, and then you could buy it by the town. I recorded, I recorded myself over there for a bit. Let's, let's check that out. You can get a feeling of what, uh, what it sounded like over there. Hey, this is me, Icy Robots, and I am at Brick Palooza 2018. I am in the Lego building room. I think that's maybe what you would call it. This is the room. It's full of bins of Legos. And you can seemingly build whatever you want out of these pieces here. It's really really an interesting place. Can you hear that reaching? That, leeching, that leeching sound of people, people shoving Legos back and forth. That's, that's a very, very unique sound. I can't say that I've ever heard that on a scale before. It is fairly noisy here. I don't know how well any of this is going gonna, is gonna to pick up in the end, but I wanted to I wanted to like give you guys a feel of what it sounds like here. They they have like a playlist of cool Lego songs, songs from like, Lego movies, Lego video games. From the the Lego Batman. Uh, that's such an awesome movie. Lego Batman is maybe the best Batman movie of all. Does kinda does kinda come apart at the end. But it's still like the highs of that are higher than anything short of the of the scene in the dark night, where it turns out it's of Gordon driving the truck. I, I, I'm looking around, and each bin seems like it has different, different styles of Legos in it. Like some are, some are gray techniques, techniques, pieces. Others are. There's a bin like a lot of, a lot of heads and body parts. Very, very sadistic stuff. I just, I'm kidding. There are so many kids in here right now. This, this is where. This is where the action is. There are a lot, a lot, a lot of people over in the vendor room, but it was not at all noisy like this. The people in here are just having such a good time. It's Lego Mania running over everything. I'm watching so many fun little kids got so many fun little things. Over, over to my right, they have the Duplo, the Duplo station for the... For the Duplo set for the Duplo babies, that's cool. There there aren't as many Duplo babies as there are people over on the Lego side. I I can see a sign that says everything is ten dollars per pound. That seems that seems reasonable. How many Legos could you get in a pound? I wonder. I should I should look into that, but I don't think they have a scale. Except up at the front. They had like a test scale. I might do that. Sometimes I see dudes at the dig going with big bags of Legos, and they say that they're gonna sell them. I wonder if they sell them to the to the brick cut, maybe in the name. and then they, then they sell them for ten dollars a pound. That would, that would stand a reason. What are these Legos? These kids are playing with are really dig are really dig Legos. I think I actually remember hearing one of the cannibals. Say that it wasn't worth it to get the Legos anymore because the dollar seventy nine you pay at the dig, it's less than you can, than you can sell them for. It's still, still more less rather than they they cost you. So I guess maybe if you want to play with Legos, it's still worth it to get them at the dig. This is, this is crazy in here. Is this, is this? Every everything is awesome. I am a huge Tegan and I don't know if that's something I've said before, and I think this. I think this song from the lego movie they did is dynamite i don't play it as much as i as i did when it first came out but i i like it a lot it's a lot of fun in here it's a nice nice mellow environment there's a decent mixture of kids and families and teenagers and adult lego enthusiasts and quite a few adult lego enthusiasts legos are cool man i don't see any reason why you should ever have to get out of legos i don't know how you could outgrow them if the interest was there, you just kind of take it up a notch. Some of these beautiful art installations I saw over in the main room are really just just Lego things taken to another level, man. You can you can stick with stick with Legos as long as you're into it. I I guess um, I. I'm having a really good time at Brickpalooza. This is a this is a very well put together event. It's easy to get in. It's crowded, but it's very easy to get in. It seems like they are doing very well. It seems like everybody's having a nice time. There's a lot of, a lot of food vendors out front. Very, very fun, very healthy atmosphere. This is me, see Robot, signing out on the spot. Brickpalooza, back to you. Thanks, robots. That was an awesome on-the-spot report. Brick Palooza was a lot of fun. It seemed like a very successful event. There's not a lot of advertising for it. They probably they probably advertise it to the dudes who are already over at the brick hunt, the true Lego enthusiasts who are at the brick hunt. I I had an awesome time. If you if you have anything like this around where you live, go check it out, man. The level of artistry involved in Legos is just off the charts. If you live in the in the Santa Rosa Sonoma County area, take your kids. To brick next year they will have a great time you'll have a great time I had a great time and I'm not even a giant Lego enthusiast and I thought it was I thought it was super fun also they're selling Legos ten dollars a pound you're gonna have to buy your kids something and if you're like look I'll get each of you a pound of Legos you're gonna get out with ten dollars each that's not bad and it sounds sounds like a lot on paper if my my folks would have offered me hey I'll buy you a pound of Legos I I would have bit, man. I would have go for it. Palooza 2018. Definite, definite thumbs up. Great, great time. Let's uh, let's move into the final segment of the show. The something, something, Icy Robots Radio, something or other report. Please drop by
0: supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You made it this far. It's time, the final segment, the Icy Robots Radio pop culture slash toy news slash other boring stuff,
1: informational moment. Alrighty, tidy whities we are back for what is the final segment of the show. This is the one in which you talk about, like, things I got, things I want, things I saw, things like that. We... We talk some Migos, we take some voicemails and some text. I got one voicemail this week. It's 15 minutes long. It's satanic. We're gonna play that toward the toward the end of the segment. Why don't we. Why don't we start off with some uh, with some Migo talk? It's been a while since we've talked everybody's favorite relaunch, the Migo. And since then I have gotten a few and I have got some tales. Let's start off with Let's start off with what I got. I have gotten my hands upon the werewolf, the much-vaunted werewolf to go with my other two monsters, to go with my Frank, to go with my Drac. Now we got a werewolf. I I had to go onto eBay and get him. This one's just not popping up on the online. It's not popping up at the stores. And it was it was beginning to stress me out a little bit, to be honest. Me and the wife was going over to the Target all the time, which isn't like... It's not like that's hard labor or whatever. But the more you do it, the more stressful it gets... And, you know, the more gas you use and just your time you spent, I, I got a good price. It was just under $30 ship. It's, it's a $14 action figure, so that's like twice the price. Being somewhat involved in the, uh, shipping and receiving game, I know that it's probably going to ta- cost about like six or seven bucks to ship, so I didn't, I didn't feel like this was a, I didn't think it was a bad price to get this, to get this monkey off my back, so I got him. I haven't opened him up yet. I like how he looks in the card. I have him on the wall. I want to find another one before I open him up. Because I'm, I'm trying to put together, like, a set of the monsters. All sealed. I got him on the wall in the garage. And they and they look fantastic. I also picked up another Frankenstein. Because I had the Dracula on the wall. And I'm like, let's get the Frankenstein too. And I knew that there was one available down at our Target. It had been there forever. The rub is that his head... His head has popped off. And nobody... Nobody wanted to take the plunge on the head broken off figure. But I I thought about it for a minute. I could try to find one on eBay. I could try to trade one. Or I could just take this one. And then what I did was I cut a small hole in the top of the card. And I pulled the head out. I got it in between some tweezers. And I pushed it down right onto his neck column. And it's great. I, I put him up on the wall with the drac. So you're looking up at it. And in looking up... You cannot see the small hole in the top, and anyway, it's just for me. It's my collection. I don't, I don't care about that at all. It's not like I'm gonna, like I'm gonna sell him someday. Who knows? Maybe I will. You never know what the future holds. But um, he looks cool up there. I haven't put the werewolf with him. I wanna, I wanna get another one so I can bust him open and play with him. If I don't, if I don't find one soon, I'm gonna bust him open anyway. It's hard, it's hard to resist. He's so great. He has this this red plaid shirt. His head. His head looks like a truffle from Sea's Candy with eyes. I, I dig him. He's really great. He has a nice foot sculpt. Usually, usually Amigo will come with like an accessory or whatever. And he does not. So in return, they gave him a neat, a neat original uh, foot sculpt. He has, he has claws. He has, uh, he has like these little talons. Sticking out. is great. I like him. He's a good figure. I also, I picked up Al Bundy. From Married with Children, the Migos are on sale right now on the Target.com for $11.99 with free shipping. So that's actually, like, cheaper than you get them in the store because there's no shipping involved. I, they're taking a bath on these because I know they cost, like, at least five or six bucks. I'm sure they get, like, a bulk discount, but it's not, it's not that much to where they're making a killing on these. So I saw Al, Al's a Wave 3 guy. I saw him, and I said, eh. I'll get him. I got him home. I popped him open. He's very nondescript. His his jacket's nice, his shirt is nice. He has a tie and everything, but he's he's very nondescript. You would not know that this was Ed O'Neill. I've seen some people on the on the Migo groups, the Migo Ambassador group or whatever, are they're taking spare checkoffs or spare Sulus from the store. They pick those up and then they, they put the uniform on the, uh, the Al Bundy and make him kind of like a Star Trek extra. I might, I might do something like that. I'm considering it. If I could find like a red shirt, I would, cause then he could be like a, like a run of the mill security guy in the back. I think that would be, I think that would be like a good use of him. But he's so, he's so like nondescript, you know, you can't see that he's, that he's Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill is a big Brazilian jiu-jitsu enthusiast from what I understand and I I was looking on eBay and I saw that they have these Action Jackson accessory packs. Action Jackson's another one of the Migos, and in one of the one of the packs, he has a karate suit. Right? I'm thinking I should buy that karate suit, put it on the Al Bundy, and make him into a Ed O'Neill BJJ black belt. I don't know what fun that would be, but it might be a little more fun than this guy in like a like a tan windbreaker. The windbreaker's nice. It has it has a stitch on the on the side that makes it look like he has pockets. They're not real pockets, but the the stitch was a was a nice touch. It gives the gives the illusion of pockets. Right now I have him displayed on my shelf with with my Cheers ones, with my Norm, with my cliff. He looks like a he looks like a stumble bum that might be hanging out with those guys. Right now right now I have kind of a funny little display. I I have this weird habit of picking up toilets At the flea market, if I see, like, action figure or dollhouse toilets, I pick them up. I think it's... I think they're funny. I I have a very low, low lowbrow sense of humor sometimes. But I have, I don't know, maybe three or four of them. And one of them is... It's on the Mego scale, so I have it over there. And it looks like... It looks like Norm is throwing up into the toilet. And Cliff is, like, passed out next to the toilet like a couple... Like a couple of rum heads. These guys on Cheers drank so much. I, myself... Like hardly, hardly, hardly ever drink. It's just, it's not really my thing. And these guys to me seem like hardcore rum heads, just sitting there, swilling down that that nitwit juice, day in and day out. But hey, man, live your life. I also, I also ordered the Kiss Demon on the on the Target dot com. I wanted that one because I have Paul Stanley, and there doesn't seem like a lot of a lot of use for one. One member of KISS. So once you buy one, you're kind of going to get all four. So I had the Paul Stanley and I wanted the Gene Simmons. He was a Wave 3 one. He was he was turning out to be very hard to find. I have the Target app on my phone. And Sometimes when I'm sitting there watching TV, I'll just I'll flip through the Migos and reload them and see if any of the out-of-stock ones pop up. And I was doing that and Gene Simmons popped up and I bought him. $11.99. Free shipping. Another... Another great bargain. He hasn't gotten to the house yet. I know it'll be sometime soon. Target ships pretty fast, in my opinion. I cannot believe I've become such a Target, Mark. I've always been a Target hater. And now, now I have packages from Target coming in every every couple days. This idea to relaunch Migo through Target was a really good one for Target because I think they picked up a lot, the, a lot of the Toys R Us refugees like myself who were just floating about with no place to go. I think, have found, I found a new home in Target. I, I, I guess I'm happy, I'm happy that they're doing this for us, you know? I, I was just flitting about with no home base, with no home store, and sadly, it turned out to be Target, but the sadness will, I don't know, it's turning into affection, and it will probably turn into love at some point. Oh, did you hear this? About Toys R Us and their Jeffrey's toy box. This is... This is old news and it's going to be older by the time you hear it. But did you hear that they're going to be launching the Jeffreys toy boxes at, uh, at Kroger's? Enough respect to Kroger's for getting that. But we don't have a Kroger's here. I I don't even really know what a Kroger's is. Is it a, is it a food store or is it a department store? I don't even know. But I was hoping we would get a Jeffreys toy box somewhere around here. But we are not. If you do end up getting one near you, please, please, please. Take some pictures, send them to me so I can post them up on the Facebook page. Suckas need to know about the Jeffrey's toy box in the in the Kroger's. Take care of your dude. Send me some pics. I was at the Target looking for uh, Migos. Right, this is this is the common theme of my life now. So I'm there and I'm looking around and I. I saw a couple Romulan commanders. I I know my dude, engineer nerd, needed one of these, but I was kind of thinking he'd already had one by this point. So I was looking at the Facebook to see if he had posted that he had one when when I turn around next to me, and there he was. The local toy scalper, and he grabbed the Romulans right off the peg, right? But I, but I know dude, and I know dude's name. So I said his name to him, and he looked at me, and he was just like, oh, hey, what's up, bro? And he, uh... He put them back on the pegs. He put them back on the pegs and he was telling me how, oh, you know, I've been buying a lot of these. Just looking for one with like a, like a perfect peg hole. All the ones I got are, uh, you know, and they just kind of drifted off. He, he got embarrassed. I think they got caught right in the act of scalping by me. And then I said, hey man, I'm looking for a werewolf. Do you have any of those over at your shop? And he was like, nah, I sure don't. And I, I don't know. I, I guess you can buy whatever you want and you can do whatever you want with, with the thing. But there's like, it feels like such a low return in scalping. Like that guy scalped that werewolf that I bought online. And by my estimation, he made like five or six bucks. Doesn't even seem worth the trouble. I have seen the green shirt, Captain Kirk. That's one of the wave three that's out now. This one seems to be very, very, very hard to find. I've seen people post things where that one is selling online for like a hundred bucks. In that range, it's definitely worth doing the scalp if you're the the scalper type. I myself am not. I I'm more of like I buy my one occasionally. Occasionally, I'll buy my two, but I I just leave them there for other dudes to find. I figure there's there's other Mego fans in the world, man. They wanna they wanna find the good stuff too. Before I close this topic entirely, the you know the toy scalper put the things back when he saw me see him. And that showed that he has some degree of shame in his actions. He doesn't want to be spotted doing the scalp. And I try to lead my life where I don't do things that would shame me. I I do things that I wouldn't want people seeing, you know, using the restroom, things of that sort. But I try not to do things that would shame me if people saw me doing them. And I think that's... I think that's a decent way to go through life. Don't do, don't do shameful things. You know, if you're embarrassed to get caught, maybe you don't want to do it. There's going to be exceptions, of course. But uh, I don't know. I have this idea that I uh, that I want to bounce out there. Right now, the Migos are all on sale at the Target for eleven ninety nine. Like I said, I I want everybody out there to go and buy an Action Jackson. And I want you to take this Action Jackson and keep it till Christmas time and then give it to Toys for Tots. It's a really fun action figure. He's really neat. There's no, there's no backstory to Action Jackson. So you can make him whoever you want. It's a good toy for your imagination. It might be something that could interest a youth in the world of action figures, you know? So I am recommending to all of you, when you're at the Target, go over there, grab an Action Jackson. If they don't have one, grab any of them. They're $11.99. Take them, give them to the Toys for Tots. We're doing the big Toys for Tots toy drive this year with the Christmas Junk Box. The Christmas Junk Box is already overflowing with fun junk. So, that's going to be up for grabs for anybody who participates and buys a Toys for tot present. That's, the drive's coming up. If you got something, you want to send it in, feel free to send it in. I will accept any and all entries. But we're going to talk about the, about the toy drive once, uh... Once we get at the beginning of December. But consider it to be in effect. Go buy an Action Jack for a youth. I was over at the Joe video the other day. And I picked up a couple DVDs, Blu-rays. I got, um, I got Sicario. Sicario 2. of Soldado. I watched that. It was actually a lot better than I remember it being. I remember it being alright. But it was it was actually pretty good when I saw it again. And Annihilation, I haven't had the chance to watch that yet. But that movie was super weird. And I left the theater with a lot of like, what was going on? So I'm looking forward to checking that one out again. If you have a video store anywhere near where you live, go in there and get something. It's a lot of fun. I was going through the new release wall. And I saw movies... I had never heard of, like that movie Low Life that I talked about earlier. I had never heard of that movie in my life. And I like to think that I follow these things. And it was a lot of fun. I saw this movie with Mackenzie Davis from Halt and Catch Fire. She was Cameron Howe that I had that never seen before. And I'm looking forward to seeing. There is a wide, wide, wide world of film out there. And if you are lucky enough to have a video store somewhere near... Where you live. By all means. Go in there. Look around. Get something. This is. This is important. Support your local video store. If you're here in Santa Rosa. Dip by Joe Video. Joe Video is a hoot. Joe Video is a hoot and a half. It's great. I love it. I always find good stuff there. And they don't. They're not paying for an ad man. This is me talking. This is me riffing. They're great. So let's see. What else is going on? We like to take text messages, and voicemails here on the show. If you want to reach us, you can do so at 707-532-JAMS. That is 707-532. Let me look at the phone to get the number for you. I got it written down somewhere. 5267. 707 532 Five two six seven. I don't know why that that always gets me. Every you can shoot us a text, you can shoot us a voicemail, you can do whatever. I got a I got a couple texts this week that I think are that I think are pretty fun. Let's let's riff on those for a sec. The first one here is from what is it? It's from Craig. It's from our uh, our dude Craig, and he says, "Hey, I've been listening to the show for a while. What don't you like about Transformers? Well, I." I am sort of known as a Transformers disliker. I got nothing against them. You know, I got a lot of friends who like Transformers. Transformers are fine. I have nothing against them, but not anything that I collect. And the main reason for that is I always felt like they were really cool cars. They were really cool trucks or guns or tape players. But then when they became robots, they weren't very good robots. And I'm, I'm way more into robots than I am to cars. So... I would get like a transformer, and then I'd make him to a robot, and he just he seemed so silly he didn't seem like the car part was way more important than the than the robot part, sure, there are a lot of them that are that are cool robots. don't get me wrong, but I don't know they just uh they just never appeal to me in that way, but again, I have nothing against them they have a really rich history there are some that I like i I think that it might honestly be that I prefer GoBots to Transformers. I think that I I think that when I look back I have more recollections of having like a Leader 1 or PsyKill more than having, you know, Optimus Prime or Starscream. I never even had Optimus Prime or Starscream, but I I coveted them. I just I spent more of my efforts into into G.I. Joe's. And then we got another one here And this one is from JGF. I don't even know what that stands for. Let's, let's think about that for a sec. Just give me freedom. He's a, he's an inmate. JGF. He's in the clink right now. And he wants to know, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? That's a good one. I like it when you send in just like a question that you want me to answer. That's always fun. If you want to send any questions, feel free to send them in. 7207-532-5267-532-JAMS. My favorite Star Wars movie right now, like right now, is probably Rogue One. I watch Rogue One all the time. Not all the time, but I do. I do watch it a lot. I think it's really great. And right now, my second favorite is probably Force Awakens. This has a lot to do with the fact that I haven't seen them. A million, zillion, billion, trillion, billion. ...times like the original trilogy, but I think both of these are are really, really fun films. Of the original trilogy, my favorite's probably Empire. I think almost everybody's favorite is Empire, but all three are good. There's no beef with any of the three, but right now, I'm into Rogue One quite a bit. Thanks for those questions. I appreciate it. You know, before I completely get off this... I think The Last Jedi is alright. I've been seeing it on Netflix like a little bit at a time and I I have very little beef with it. It's weird. It has kind of a weird tone. There are parts that I don't love but it's alright man. I don't know. If you hate it, you hate it. I dig it. That's that's your right to do so but I don't. I don't hate it myself. Let's see. Why don't we dig into this, this voicemail? It's a doozy dude. It's from our guy Engineer Nerd who you might know from Action Figure Blues. He's been on the he has been on the uh, Fan Holes podcast. He's a frequent guest on Nerd Lunch. Dude's all over the place and he was nice enough to grace us with a with a fully produced segment. It is a it is a answer back to my top 5 list of the best Star Wars dudes of all of the times. Let me let me look back and find out what episode number that was in case you in case you want to check it out. I'm right now on icyrobots.com, on my, on my good old Commodore 64, down here, down here in the, in the bottom of the sea, this was a while back, this episode was a while back, he's been, he's had this brewing in him the whole time, the hate's been bubbling up, and finally, he could hold it back no more, this is a long time ago, it was... All the way back in 2016, it was Toys R Us Report episode number 89, my top five Star Wars figures. Of all the times, let's see what Engineer Nerd has to say about that.
2: Well, hey there, listeners of ISRTRURPT. Yeah, I know, that's a big mouthful, but hey, this is Engineer Nerd, or aka John, depending on how you know me. I'm from, of course, the Action Figure Blues podcast, and if you listen to that, my voice is probably familiar, but if not, that's where I'm from, and sometimes you hear my good friend ISR mention me, even when he's under the sea. You know, I, I haven't sent in any audio, I think I've sent in some text before, so you probably haven't heard my voice here, but I've been thinking lately. A while back, um, I can't even remember the episode, it was way back, uh... ISR did a top five vintage Star Wars figures and I'm sure I went back and forth on Twitter because if if you follow me and him on Twitter um you probably know that a lot of times I don't agree with his top five lists so uh you know this one was no different I'm sure but uh I've got a, a book from uh uh Philip Reed uh you know about Star Wars ads and stuff in newspapers. I think its toy sales add up to billions. Um, he, he puts out a lot of good good books um, over at uh, BattleGrip.com, um, and you know ISR has uh, the other you know some of the other shows. What he mentions, and then 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 what um, Carlos is mentioning lately with Star Wars figures, it got me to thinking, and I really wanted to think through. And I, I'm sure whenever I spouted it off on Twitter, it was just a hey, this is what my top five would be. And I really wanted to think through it and look at a card back and really say what I think my top five Star Wars figures of, of the Kenner generation are. Now, we're not going to count any of the extra stuff like like the Wampa or, you know, the, the size noodles. Man. This is just the original um, 92 card back, uh, you know, series of figures. So here we go. Here's my thoughts. And I know they're going to be different than what ISRs were. So, anyway, I'm going to start off with um, my number five pick, and it's going to be Han Solo and Trenchcoat from Return of the Jedi. Now, I, I knew I wanted to pick a Han Solo for a couple of reasons, but I wasn't really sure which one. I mean, you know, you go with the original Vest Han from Star Wars A New Hope. Um, of course, it was just Star Wars then. And and, and that's that's a cool figure, but... You know, kids really didn't like him. Um, for me personally, my, my go-to Han solo as a kid was always, always the Bespin one. Um, I know some people have a real affinity for the Hoth one, but the Hoth one doesn't fit in the Millennium Falcon. So, um, that doesn't work for me quite as well as a top five. But the Bespin one, or not the Bespin one, but the Return of the Jedi trench coat Han, he uh he kind of is that high mark of I think what this line really was he's got the soft goods coat which which is really well tailored probably one of the better soft goods things in this line and then underneath is a really good figure of Han solo I mean it's a vest Han he, he, he probably has the best likeness out of any of the Han solo figures as well and I wanted to pick something that kind of represented that last Return of the Jedi um, series of figures because nothing else is really in that. Mainly because how can you have a, a classic or a you know all time figure out of that last wave? Well, it's kind of hard. Um, so you know I, I couldn't I couldn't really pick all of them out of that wave. I mean you could look at it and go oh there's Han and Carbonite nobody ever had that figure. You could go uh, mail away Anakin Skywalker, but did kids really want an old man figure? No. Same with the the Luke Stormtrooper. Nobody I ever knew as a kid had him. I mean, collectors have him, and I've seen him in collections, but, um, you know, that that's now and not then. So I'm really trying to look at this over um, a period of time, which leads me to number four, which probably is on this list just because of its notoriety. And it's probably the best sculpted figure for its time, and that is, of course, Boba Fett. Um, everybody knows that it was supposed to be a rocket firing Boba Fett and didn't turn out to be that, but, um, you know, it was a mail-away figure. I remember getting mine mail-away. And, of course, as a kid, I had no idea why it was taking so long. You know, they had to go back and retool some of that. And uh, so Boba Fett came out way later. He has a unique card front compared to, you know, if you see the Star Wars ones. It's actually a really unique card front. Um, he was mail-away. And I really do think of that era figure. The, the pre-Empire, you know, Empire was just starting to you know we would start to see some of this but i don't think any of the other first wave of empire really showed the detailed sculpting that 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 boba fett had now i do know that they they brought in the um boba fett costume to kenner um to let them get an advanced peek at it and i I think that paid off for him because i think that costume being there they um really knew what they were looking at, and they, they really put some love into that figure. Um, he's got paint, you know, for his shins and, uh, you know, on his wrists are different colors, and he really even looks better in some way, sculpt-wise, than, than the 12-inch counterpart, which is a lot bigger, so it should have looked better. But, um, overall, a great figure. Um, I'm not going to go into the whole controversy over the rocket firing thing. I will say that I have some Battlestar Galactica ships that, from my childhood that actually um, still have their missiles and shoot so, um, I, I managed not to hurt myself with them. <laughs> Number three, um, I was a bit torn on this one, but you know, um, another rare figure. And I, I really think not only that he, he was rare at the time, of course, by the end of the line, he wasn't, but he actually came out in kind of a, uh, uh, revision wave of his own, and that was Yoda, the Jedi Master. Um, you know, they kind of kept him under wraps, kind of like they did the Ewoks later on, and we didn't get to see really that Yoda figure. And I actually remember um, the commercials for it came out, and and. You know, everybody was, was clamoring to try and find a Yoda. And, um, I remember finding one finally and it, it just, it, it shocked me. But I remember several times with, with my parents and my parents were actually helping me on that hunt. That's one of the first times I remember my parents actually, you know, okay, we're going to try and find you Yoda and, uh, trying to, uh, find that Yoda figure. And it just, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't easy to find. Um, he's a little tiny figure. I mean, compared, he's smaller than a Jawa even. So, um, to have a little cloth cape, I mean, they, they could have went the full sculptor route like they did in power of the force too, um, in the nineties, but they didn't. Kenner went with a, a cloth, cape, or, you know, cloth, little coat and his snake and cane. And, um, he's just kind of a cool figure for his time. He, uh, he has little painted eyes, and he actually has pupils and whites, which makes him kind of unique um, among Star Wars figures as well. Uh, like I said, I I really like this guy, um, but I, I think just because of that that half wave important character in Empire Strikes Back, I, I think he earns a spot here. So, and you couldn't really have. I think a top five Kenner Star Wars figure list without having a Luke Skywalker on it. And, um, you know, there were a number of them to choose from. He actually had a number of figures. He had a number of different costumes in there in the films. Um, you know, we started off with farm boy, Luke with the lightsaber in the arm. I, I kind of eliminated that because as a kid, I remember nobody liked to have him cause he was pretty much just stuck with that lightsaber and he couldn't hold a gun, which is really what he used in the films or in, at least in star Wars. Um, the X-Wing Luke, which was fine, but most people tended to use him as just a random, uh, you know, X-Wing pilot or as bigs or somebody like that. Um, you know, just a rebel pilot. So you could have, fill out your rebel ranks. Um, Jedi Luke was close. Um, for the reasons I picked Han, he was close. He has a cloak. He has a lightsaber and a gun. Um, the reason I didn't pick him is they actually revised the head. And I actually have one of the f- earlier runs of this figure, where um, the paint flex off of his face real bad and real easy, so about probably a quarter of my Luke Skywalker's face is missing. Um, great figure, um, you know. Kind of, it could have been better, I think, just because you you've got you could have had that cloak on him, and then maybe you had the uh, the open shirt look underneath of it from from later in the film. But um, great figure, uh, just not not a hundred percent perfect. Um, so if I'm going to pick a Luke, I've got to go with the best fatigues Luke. When I was a kid, this was the figure that a lot of people used as their go-to look for me. This was my go-to Luke for just about everything. When, when kids talked about a Luke Skywalker figure, this was it. Um, you know, there was a couple different versions of him as well. One with light hair, one with dark hair, but I remember seeing him in everybody's collection and that was like the go-to figure for, for Luke. Um, you know, because he had the lightsaber so he could be a Jedi. And he, he had a gun so he could shoot stormtroopers. Um, you know, he, he had fatigues on so he could fly an X-Wing if he really had to. Um, he even has that sculpted oversized lightsaber, which I didn't realize was a lightsaber for a long time, um, on his hip. And he, he's got that rebel, rebel look to him. So um, for that, I'm going with him as my number two. Now... This is where it gets difficult, because we're talking the number one Star Wars figure of all the times, um, trying to look at it empirically. And I really had to think on this, but there really came down to one choice. There was actually a couple others, and I'll I'll explain those in a minute why I didn't go with them. But it comes down to um, longevity and being the most recognized figure. And that goes to one of the very first two figures I had and that happens to be Darth Vader. Now, if you're in today's world, we we see figures come out in waves. So we get five figures, six figures, and then the next wave comes out and we mainly get new characters. We very rarely get repeat characters. We do, but but not a lot. But what this line did that was different was, you would have repeat characters all the way from beginning to end of the line. So you could find some Star Wars characters, you know, trickling out in Return of the Jedi waves. Um, it was just it was a different time. It was a, a different model for for introducing figures. But when you look at Darth Vader specifically, he actually stayed the same figure from the very very beginning, from the original twelve or thirteen, depending on how you're counting, to up to the very end at Return of the Jedi. Um, now you'd think, well, the soft goods in Return of the Jedi—they could have done him. They could have done a removable helmet, Vader. They could have done a, uh, you know, um, meditation chamber for Empire. <coughs> so they could have done some different Darth Vader's along the way, but they stayed true and used that same figure all the way through the line. And because of that, if you think about it, every kid that played with Star Wars figures that had a Darth Vader had the same figure. It wasn't like they had, oh, I have Empire Vader or I have Return of the Jedi Vader. They were all the same. And he still had the same lightsaber that came out of his arm and he he just did not change. And I think because of that, he is one of the most recognizable of all of the vintage figures. Um, you know, there's there's no denying that Darth Vader is recognizable. But when you you think about that vinyl cape and Darth Vader, and um, it just you know that's an action figure that everybody remembers. And why? Because no matter when you came into Star Wars, I mean, um, I'm sure some of the listeners out there, you know, their first Star Wars film in the theater was Empire. Mine was actually Star Wars. And, you know, I'm sure there's some other listeners out there that are, you know, Return of the Jedi was their first first one in the theater. But no matter where you were in that era, you had the same Darth Vader figure. And, and, and that really locked it in for you. So I have to pick him as my number one. Now, I know you're saying Chewbacca didn't change. Okay, Chewbacca didn't change, but I, I don't think he's quite the iconic character that could have changed like Vader could have. They could have made some other Vaders and they didn't. And I think that's how he ends up as number one. Um, R2 and 3PO, they actually did change cause you've got uh sensor scope R2 and lightsaber R2. So you've got some different R2s there. Uh, 3PO had the removable limbs version. So, um, you got a couple of versions there. He did get a revision, but, but Vader, he just never changed. And, and I think because of that, he earns the number one spot is the greatest star Wars figure of all time. Well, anyway, this has been fun. Um, ISR, I'm sure you will disagree with me, but, um, you know, everything's open for a debate. I hope you have fun with this. Um, I know I had fun recording it. If you get a chance, go listen to the Action Figure Blues podcast or come visit TV and Film I appreciate it, and uh, peace out, listeners.
1: What? What? Got to send a big shout out and much love for that Titanic message. I can't disagree with you on any of that. To uh, to be on the real, if you want to say the Darth Vader is the best one of all time, I, I can't disagree. I have mine right here in my hand right now, and the the cape, the way the cape folds over, is an amazing accessory. This is definitely an iconic figure. I I made that list many moons ago, and I. I stand by it, I stand by it by all means, but my my view changes from time to time. Now I'm kind of on the I'm on the tip of the original 12 figures. I think the the original Luke, the original Vader, the original Princess Leia, the Han, all these guys are probably the best that they that they ever did. Even the Sandperson is an amazing looking figure. Princess Leia is such Such an iconic one with the, with the buns and the cape and everything. Chewbacca, of course, the iconic Stormtrooper. It's, it's dope. The Jawa, everything. You can't go wrong with the, with the opening 12. But, I'll stand by what I said. Hoth Han Solo is the best Star Wars figure of all time. With his blue, with his blue coat, his hood. He has a little place to hold his gun. Guy's the best. I don't know, but... Think whatever you think, man. You're more than welcome to your own opinion when it comes to, uh, something that's subjective is, like, what I think is the best. But I, I definitely appreciate you sending in that message. I, I check out, um, Action Figure Blues, like, just about every episode. So, I, I think if you guys like this show, you'll like that. If you like the toy aspects of this show, there's definitely more of that over on afb make sure to check out engineer nerd at tv and film he has a lot of fun action figure photography over there i i peep out every post so so my dudes i think that we're about at the end of the show we we got a bit of an overrun so i hope that i hope that you're fine with that it's all good in the hood as far as i'm concerned so i think i'm gonna check out this is me Icy Robot signing off for uh signing off for everybody. Iceberg Engineer Emily, AB Silver, Johnny Five, Doctor Jane Walsh, Instant Kate, Engineer Nerd. Pretty much everybody in the whole entire world. It's me, Icy Robot, signing off. If you don't know, now you know.
0: has been an IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener supported in day hour. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.
2: Everybody
1: love everybody! Come on! Portions of our broadcast day may be presented either in whole or in part by means of videotape or film reproduction. This is KTXL TV 40, signing off the air. Ending another schedule of broadcasting. KTXL, Sacramento, Stockton, California.